welcome to episode 351 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, a podcast about life, if your life is all about Parkrun. I'm Simon Mackley, and I'm joining you from Kwandamooka country. And I'm Melissa Ellis, and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country. Welcome back, Simon. Thanks, Mel. Good to be here again. <laughs> How has your month been? Have you been busy? <laughs> Has it been a month? It must have been. It must have um, been. <laughs> it has to have been. No, it's been a good month. I've I've done a little bit of touring around and I've, yeah, I, I've had a fun month. Let's put it that way. It's been very busy with end of soccer season and, and that sort of thing. I'm glad I gave you the intro to do because um, I, I'm getting tripped up a little bit with our new little catch cry because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so um, used to reeling off the same intro for so many times that I, I forget to say it. I can't imagine how you get tripped up, Mel. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> he says after he's just done take two. <laughs> oh, goodness. So what's, what's happened in your week, Mel? What's been going on? Uh, well... My, I had my daughter's bridal shower. I think I mentioned that um, I mentioned that last week at the you end did. of the pod. I don't know. I don't talk about my older kids very often. Probably most people aren't. I don't know if everybody's aware that I've actually got five children, <laughs> and uh, and my eldest daughter's recently turned thirty, so she's a big girl, Sarah, and she's the one getting married. So very enjoyable Sunday afternoon with. Um, with all the ladies of the family enjoying a bridal shower. I haven't been to one. I don't even remember the last bridal shower I would have been to. A very, very, very long time ago in any case. But you've never been to one at all. I was about to say, I've never been to one. (laughs) (laughs) But it was fun because we're playing games and, um, you know, all those corny, like, I I call them sort of Tupperware games. Yeah. And... um, I've got alerts going off in the background. This is really annoying. It's my Dropbox updating files. It's going to be all through the audio. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I don't know how to turn that sound off. Um, anyway, yes, like Tupperware games. So we did a How Well Do You Know the Bride? And you would imagine that I should have won that game, wouldn't you? But I didn't. <laughs> oh, well, there's a point where you have to hand her over to someone else and they know more about it than you do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did know lots of the answers, though, so that was reassuring. <laughs> I knew her favourite movie. Okay. So a lot of people got stuck on that. Yeah, good. And I sat and watched Priscilla, Queen of the Desert on, oh. um, I don't know, what, what one evening anyway with with Zoe, yep. and she thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yeah, that was good to rewatch after having just had the Broken Hill trip. Exactly. What's next, Mad Max? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I did get asked that. No, I didn't really feel compelled to go back and revisit Mad Max. No, fair enough. <laughs> oh, but apparently, so my mother-in-law, obviously I've only lived in out here in Melton for the last five years, but my mother-in-law has lived here longer and uh-huh. Mad Max came up randomly in conversation on our drive over to the bridal shower. And apparently it was the original film. The first one was oh. filmed out in the back roads around Mountain. Oh, back wow. All those car chases and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, no. Probably Bacchus Marsh too, I would imagine. So, yeah. So Mad Max, the first one, local to here. And then, of course, the sequel was up in Silverton. Yep. So there you go. A little bit more 
history. But anyway, we should talk about parkrun. Well, how was your parkrun day? <laughs> it was really good, actually. So um, because I, w- I was restricted by time because I had to head over to the other side of town, I, I volunteered and I chose Pepper Tree Parkrun to volunteer at and uh, I did a non-running volunteer role. Oh. Hmm. What did you do? I did photographer. Oh, nice. So I'm friends with the ED, Adrian. He He's a, one of my regular volunteers down at Junior. So I said, okay, put me wherever, whatever you need, wherever you want, whatever you need done. And, uh, yeah, he had me as photographer. So I quite enjoyed that. And I took Lucy and she quite enjoyed that too. So that was also Park run with a friend, if you like, because I think Ollie suggested last week your park run with a friend could be the fairy friend. Yes. So who is Lucy? She is my remaining dog. Okay. <laughs> so I did always have three dogs. You only ever used to hear the boys because yeah. they were the ones that were trip-trapping in and out <laughs> of the office all the time. But Lucy, uh, she would stay outside all the time um, and only come in in the evening to watch TV. So she never comes up as far as my office. Okay. She uh, comes in the back door. She has access to the house all day. She just chooses to stay outside okay. and come in. She comes in when the street lights come on. <laughs> oh. And uh, watches, jumps up on the couch to watch TV with me. So she's sort of my my evening companion. And I have to put the TV on for her. I can't. Yeah. Start recording. I have to go down there and turn the TV on and open the TV room and let her go in and jump up on the couch to watch TV. So anyway, yes, Lucy came. She had her parkrun experience. So that was good. It was enjoyable. And I should say that Pepper Tree Parkrun is on the lands of the Wadawurrung people. Cool. Um, but uh, what about you, Simon? Please tell us how you spent your Saturday morning. So I ventured down to Coomera. So... It's located on the lands of the Yugambeh people. There was about 80 people there. Um, when I turned up, there was no flags. There was mist coming off the lake that it starts next to. So it was, it looked looked beautiful. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a two times two and a half k out and back. So you start next to the lake I just mentioned, um, run across a a short boardwalk. Uh, Then you'd run down a hill to the lowest part of the course, which is next to a dog park. And then you turn, go up a hill uh, along a longer boardwalk, which goes next to the lake, uh, joining up to a footpath, which goes up a slight hill uh, to a turnaround point, which is literally hidden around a corner. Um, Then you follow down exactly the same way you came back to the start line. Once you reach there, you go around a lamppost, which from Gold Coast City Council says park run here, 7am Saturday. And you go back and do exactly the same thing again. And then to finish, you finish on the grass next to where you started. Um, but yeah, it's a, it was was very, um, very much a, like a lot of people knew each other there, it seemed. Um, but the uh, first time as brief was, was quite funny. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy, but he, um, yeah, he gave a great first time as brief. Oh, so when you say it was funny, you mean as in amusing? No, it was in, amusing. It yes. was a bit odd. Oh, <laughs> it was quirky. Okay. But it, yeah, it, no, it was good. How did he make it quirky? It was like he'd done it like a hundred times before. He yeah. was just. It was all off the cuff. It was, wasn't was reading off the back of the board and all that sort of thing. He knew exactly what he had to say. So he's probably been there forever. Oh, good-o. 
but yeah, a good a good morning out there. Okay, but you've done it before. I have never done it before. Oh, new event! Woohoo! New, new event for me. So my eleventh new event this year. Um, yes, yeah, so I've taken advantage of the fact that there's no more soccer for the rest of the year, and it knocked off another one of my eye index. Ah. So I think it's event number eight. I might be oh, wrong. But actually, it's- now you now I, it's all coming back to me. Yes, I've got Kuma in my sights too. <laughs> I think we've had a conversation about that. We actually. have had a conversation <laughs> about this exactly. Um, I think it's number eight. I've taken it off my yeah. list, so I can't yeah. see where it is now. <laughs> I've uh, got a feeling it might be the next one on my list. Hmm. Yeah, because you knew it was seven. So, yeah, it was eight, definitely. Yeah. Excellent. So, yes, like I've, I've actually avoided trying to go down to the Gold Coast more recently because the road has a lot of roadworks on it at the moment. Um, but the good thing was it, it spat me off before the roadworks actually happened and I was on sort of a <laughs> – uh, it was the old Pacific Highway as opposed to the Pacific Motorway. Do you think that's Australian colloquial term, spat me off? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Simon really means that uh, he took the exit prior to <laughs> the roadworks. Correct. <laughs> exactly. The GPS directed me elsewhere. <laughs> good oh, Excellent. So, yes. No, it was a good, good Saturday and I got home quite quickly and, um, yeah, prepared for the rest of the weekend. Uh, do they partake in brunch? I actually didn't ask because I knew I needed to be home yeah. earlier because we had other things happening during the day. That was the same with me in this case, yes. I went to the local Maccas and grabbed a takeaway. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> <laughs> Drive through. <laughs> ah, yes. Alrighty. Well, moving along, we have some items to discuss, news and discussion, some exciting things to discuss, Simon, because... The uglies have been announced. Oh, well, they will have by the time this goes to air. So we actually have the scoop because as we record, it hasn't been announced. But I shall read this because this is an excerpt from the post. And it says, Ugly Christmas Sing Little Shirt Day is on the 16th of December this year. Make sure you save the date. More exciting still, the new uglies are out. Two designs again this year. The shiny new 2023 design featuring some cheeky little characters sitting and swinging from tinsel on the front. And a quality release of the reimagined 2019 design. In case you didn't get the hint there and don't quite remember, the 2019 design was the koala hugging a pineapple and it's back with some new knitted detail, brighter colours and Christmas lights adorning the pineapple. And did you see the visors are back with a new design too? Very exciting. Those are super limited though as they aren't made to order so once they run out, they're gone. The order portal closes on the 1st of October so don't miss out. That's super soon. That's very quick. It's only open for maybe 10 days. Wow. Okay, I'm getting distracted. The order portal <laughs> closes on the 1st of October, so don't miss out. Head over to the Ugly Christmas Sing Little Shirt Day Facebook page or visit www.iheartugly.com for all the ugly details. And I have some images to describe. Now, as mentioned Cheeky characters sitting and swinging from tinsel. This is going to be the most popular, I think, ever. I'm going to call it. I think so. 
I'm going to call it. I think it. so too. Do you? Yeah, yes. I think this is the best one ever. I do. Um, so they're budgies and not only they're not just any old budgies, but they're two very special little budgies. Um, I'm not a, I guess I'm allowed to say Buddy, <laughs> Buddy and Bluey, the budgies. Yes, and uh, the green budgie is hanging upside down from the tinsel and the blue budgie is just sitting in a traditional budgie pose, I guess you would say. <laughs> but the colourings are very snow globe with a nice vibrant blue and it's almost the same blue as our adventure shirts but but a bit brighter and a hot pink i guess you would say it's hot pink yep yeah with the traditional design oh what does it say on the back mary chirpmas that's right <laughs> mary chirpmas i'm in love with this and this was me saying oh, i don't think i'll get it ugly this year i've got enough ugly <laughs> shirts but then I saw this and I was like, oh, dear, I have to have it. And even Zoe wants one. So that's, like, amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. And a new visor. Yep. Yep. So if you missed out last year, fear not. And the colours are just a little bit different to last year's design as well. Hmm. Yep. Still green. Green and red, but yes. Yeah. and the But the koala, the other, the reimagined this year, the koala and pineapple, that was a very popular design that um has come back as well i've seen that one around quite a bit mm. so good job to the elves they have excelled themselves anyway we should probably move on we shall um so i've got a little bit of news about the women and girls of parkrun project that was on last year so as everyone will remember there was 40 or so videos of of women and girls at parkrun um so when the project was started, they were seeing that there was more male first-timers across all the states and territories compared to women and girls. One of the aims of the project was to reverse that gender balance. So they wanted to attract more women and girls first-timers compared to males. So the results over the last 12 months have shown that 52% of people identifying as, as female were first-timers in the last 12 months, and that was up from 47% the previous 12 months and actually equates to over 5,000 extra females than males last year or in the last year. So every state and territory in Australia had more female first-timers than male first-timers over that 12-month period, which is a great result for that project. Yeah. That's super cool. It well is. done, Parkrun. Exactly. 5,000 extra females is, yeah, that's, that's phenomenal. And that's definitely a, a big achievement. Very good. All righty. So... Um, I've got some news. I don't think we gave this any plugs in the podcast previously, which was probably very remiss of us, but we've been selling stickers. Um, and they actually sold really well. The office lady organized them and she sold them through our social media page on Facebook. I don't know if there was any posts on Insta. I didn't check, but in any case, they were so popular. They were bumper stickers. And a phone sticker. So the two bumper stickers, one said free weekly obsession. That was my idea. And um, proud podcast listener. Yep. The other one said, and it had our logo. And, yeah, same with the little mobile phone sticker. has our logo. But anyway, they've all been posted out. So all those people that um, ordered, you will be glad to know they should be turning up in the mail anytime soon. Indeed. 
but don't fear if they haven't turned up within two weeks because mine took two weeks to come from New South Wales <laughs> to Queensland thanks to Australia Post. Oh, dear. Yeah. I must have got stuck in the bottom of the bag. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but, yeah, they look great. So the next thing uh, is something we, we don't talk about a lot because I know, Mel, you and Ollie don't really do this, or you at least don't talk about it, is not parkrun. So the whole initiative that started during the pandemic to keep people still doing their 5K anywhere they wanted to do it. So there's still people doing it. Um, so I think for the first time since the pandemic, the number of Australians that have actually um, logged at least one not park run during a week was well, it was yeah it was the first time it's actually dropped below 100 so it was 97 last week and worldwide there was a very very palindromic 1111 people worldwide that were still logging their not park runs so I know the office lady does it because she's in my my group of uh, of dirty cheaters still doing the the not park run. So we're getting about four or five a week doing it. And sometimes, actually, the office lady last week did five. Yeah, notties, including her not park run. Sorry, mm. including her park run, she's probably done six five k. So there's one of the days that she probably did somewhere between her two for her streak and her five for the not park run, as opposed to a Frito. True. Well, you can still do a Frito and still log it as a not park run. Yes. It's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I interrupted you. Sorry. No, that's okay. And I was going to say I'm going to follow up on something that I think it was you and Toc talked about two weeks ago with start times. So I, I thought I knew the answer to this question. But instead, I went off to Parkrun to make 100% sure, and I was right to have done so because the rule has changed a little bit. So this is the Parkrun start time rule in Australia? Correct. So I'm going to caveat this by saying that there are some events that with different start times than those that are listed, I'm just about to list, and those are historical exceptions. And the, the times I give now are not negotiable at all. So, Queensland and Northern Territory start at 7 o'clock. New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia and the ACT are all 8 o'clock. Tasmania is 9 o'clock. And then we have the massive state of Western Australia. And going to this 26th parallel thing again, so anything north of the 26th parallel is a 7 a.m. start and anything south of the 26th parallel is an 8 a.m. start. Very good. Yeah. I was going to say, as I said before, there are events that do start outside those times, so please check their Facebook pages for their start times. I know I can pretty confidently say the whole of Victoria is eight. We don't have any events that vary from that. Okay. I know Tasmania has one variation on the 9 a.m. with Devonport. Okay. That starts at eight. Okay. Yes. And obviously, New South Wales has two time slots, as we have already yes. discussed. So, hmm. the, the rule used to be anything south of Yamba was 8am, but I know, you know, Mossman and Curl Curl and Centennial, and I'm sure there's a lot of others that, yes, yeah, start at 7am, even though there's an 8am strict rule now. Well, thank you for bringing us that update, Simon. It's okay. Now... Time for us to jump over and have a little listen to Lyndall, who sent us some audio from Wes Mitchell Park. 
G'day Parkrun Adventurers, it's Lyndall and today I am coming to you from Tunkenbar, which is the traditional Aboriginal name for Tincan Bay. I am at Wes Mitchell Park Parkrun. Phew, I think I got that all out. Okay, and I'm with event director and today's run director, Greg and Gordon. How are you guys today? Good, thanks. Very good, thank you. And did I get all of that right? We think you yeah, did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Gordon, Gordon's run director. I'm event director. Yep. Excellent. Now, how did today go for you, Gordon? Mate, it was a bit touchy at the start doing the uh, speechifying the first day I've done it. So, yes. yeah, it's a few forgotten things. But, no, the rest of the day is pretty good. I think you did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> and you have to do everything for the first time, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. I'll do a bit more practising, though. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll come back and do it again? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Greg's really good and helps us all along, so he knows what he's uh, talking about and gives us all the, all the help we need. Yeah. Brilliant. And it's event number eight today, so it's only new, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, our first anniversary coming up in two runs time, our tenth. <laughs> uh, we'll have to get the cakes out. <laughs> Any excuse for cake at Park Run, is that, that right? That's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg, Greg found an excuse a couple of weeks ago that someone having their... 400th run. Yep. Uh, yes, the cakes came out that day, so um, I'm sure they'll come out in a couple of weeks' time. Brilliant. That is, that is music to my ears, that just making Park Run even more fun than it already is. Certainly is. Um, now, Greg, you got a shout-out on the podcast not too long ago because as a new event director you got a run-in. You got another run-in today. I did, yeah, and I, <laughs> I think I broke 30 minutes, which was, which was surprising. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yes. Um, and it is such a reflection on you that you are able to get a run in so early in the evolution of this park run. Tell me a little bit about the volunteer community here. Yeah, so probably 12 months ago, I put out a call to see if we could get a park run started at Tinkan Bay. And um, so what we've done is we've got a core group of uh, people uh, from Tinkan Bay and surrounds um, who have jumped on board. Uh, and we've got it up and running. And as you said, uh, event number eight today. Fantastic. So 12 months journey. What was that like? Um, any hurdles, any funny stories, any people you'd like to shout out on that journey? Uh, well, we pretty well had the course set up because uh, along the foreshore here, uh, there's wide cement paths. So um, the, the course sort of was already here. We didn't. We just had to work out where we were going to start it and where we were going to finish it. So I've got to have your uh, scanner. So it was, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, like anything, uh, organising funding to get it started. Um, but we got on board the Gympie Regional Council who provided the funding to get it started through one of their wellbeing grants uh, so that was a uh, huge uh, help to get it up, up and running brilliant now we've touched on the course can you describe the course a little bit more for the adventurers who might have their eye on coming to wes mitchell park okay so it starts in the playground at wes mitchell park uh, you run up uh, 400 meters and there's a turnaround point then you come back past the start finish line and then you run down to the what we call the crab creek uh, boat ramp uh, and there's a turnaround point there and then you come back to the finish line so it's pretty pretty straightforward uh, all along uh, cement uh, wide cement paths yep and like you're missing we're standing here looking out on a body of water across and rainbow beach is just across the way there 
the trees, the birds, the coast, the water, it's it's a nice course, isn't it? It is, it is, and it's, yeah, it's totally along the uh, Tinkin Bay foreshore. Yeah. Um, so, and the tide's in this morning, which yeah. is, which is, usually <laughs> it seems to be out, so. Hmm. All right, now, Greg, you're a bit of a friend of the pod, you've come to Palm, you're a bit of an adventurer. Where else have you, where have your adventures taken you in Park Run? Uh, I think I've done 30... Six thirty-seven yep. park runs so far. So, so yeah, done done a few done around the place. Um, hope to get a few more in, uh, a few more interstates uh, along the way, um, mainly in Queensland though. Yeah, great. And um, your park run journey. How did you get into park run in the first place? Uh, well, they decided to start one in Gympie. Um, Victory Heights, and uh, so I went along and did it there. Unfortunately, the first day I couldn't actually do it because <laughs> my sister was getting married in Brisbane. So my actual first park run was done down at New Farm uh, Park. From hey, the first... snap! Me too. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes. Yeah. All right. Now, is there anything else that you would like the park run adventurers to know about Wes Mitchell Park Park Run here in Tinkan Bay? Um, well, it's a great place to come for the weekend. Uh, there's caravan parks, motels. Uh, you can also travel over. Rainbow Beach is only 30 minutes away. Uh, we've, uh, Tinkan Bay's also got um, the dolphins that come in um, of a morning. Uh, so you can go and feed the dolphins at the marina. So, uh, yeah, uh, markets are across the road this morning. Uh, so every third um, Saturday, markets are on as well. So lots to do. Yep, and amenities, you touched on the playground. There's also toilets and water um, at the start here. Some barbecues if you want to p- punch out your own bacon and egg rolls. Mm, definitely. definitely. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, well, thank you, Greg, for the contribution that you've made to Park Run here in the Gympie Regional Area with Victory Heights and now um, where's Mitchell Park, Park Run, and here's to many more. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. And thanks for that, Lyndall, up there at Wes Mitchell Park in Tinkan Bay, where she spoke to fellow adventurer Greg Garner. Sounds like um, it's going along very nicely, that new event up there. So, yeah, good to hear from you too, Greg. I think we've got some emails, Mel. You've got mail. So we heard from Josh Button. He said... Hi, Adventurers. I completed my sixth park run on Saturday and my first since adding the Adventurers as a club. My mates and I travelled to Culborough Beach for a long weekend. We ran Huskisson Park Run on Saturday, a beautiful flat out and back following the shore of Jervis Bay. I managed to run a park run and a 5K PB since returning to running. This weekend, I plan on saving my legs by volunteering for the first time before Sydney Marathon on Sunday. Love the podcast. Cheers, Josh. And Josh sent us a couple of photos as well. So there was one of him in the selfie frame there at Huskisson. And the second, I think it was the parkrun photographer that captured a photo of him on course. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it was a little bit funny because he was caught. um, What's the the correct terminology for blowing your nose while you're on the run? (laughs) Snot rocket? Yes. You would have snot in it. I was just going to say he was blowing his nose, but sure. <laughs> I don't know. It, it looks like it might be one of those fancy running ones where you shoot off, shoot it off sideways. <laughs> oh, Josh, never mind. <laughs> but thank you for writing in. 
I hope you had a good run at the Sydney Marathon. And I wonder if you saw Ollie. I believe he survived. Ollie, that is, not Josh. It looks like he did. Yes. Yes, there was a, a post I saw of him trying to bite his medal, or was that kissing it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but Simon, it's Dazzers. It's time for Dazzers. Dazzers had a rest last week, but it's back. And uh, as I said, a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated Bacon Day. Today, it's Guacamole Day. Shout out to all the avocado lovers. How was your morning? Are you an avocado lover, Simon? I do love avocado, yes. Good. That's good. And there were in excess of 162 comments. There were. Or thereabouts. And first up, we heard from Holly Pleasance, and she said these ducks were very encouraging to run faster, chasing us because they had babies. And she posted a photo of the ducks with the ducklings. So I assume they were on a parkrun course, not sure which one. <laughs> I could probably find that out if uh, Holly has joined the Adventurous Club. Oh, should we publicly shame her? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that wrong? It's probably wrong, isn't it? Control F. Oh, it's all right. She's an adventurer. She was at Warwick Park Run. Okay. Yes. Interesting. I wonder if she knows the Pullmans. I would say so. I would absolutely say so. Anyway, you've got the next one. I have. We've got Lee Cabrera. That's her born name. <laughs> Such a pretty but hot morning volunteering as scanners at Parramatta Park Run graced by the presence of some dirty cheaters, which had Sally, Bianca and I grinning from ear to ear, coffee at Cafe W and an unexpected frond. How good's that? And there was a picture of Lee, Sarah and Bianca with their token buckets. Ooh. And I believe the office lady was one of those at Parramatta. Would that be right? She was. Both her and Luke were there with their ears on. And the ideas man. He was too. That's right. Yes. So there was a lot of adventurers at Parramatta. There hmm. was. Very good. And we also heard from Mary DeLuna, and she said the Wagyu Bridge Troll made an appearance at Bishan Park Run, Singapore, with a few Aussies from the Ponds Park Run too. And not only the Ponds, but uh, Wagyu Bridge Park Run because the Scarboroughs were there. And Mary shared... A selfie that she took with the Scarborough family and the other Pond's friends. And uh, the Scarboroughs shared some photos too. Scarboroughs on tour and otters crossing the course. That's, I didn't know about that. I didn't know that was a thing. And neither did I, but I was looking at the picture thinking, what are they? But yes, they're definitely otters. So Bishan has just gone higher up my list of events that I want to go to now. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, thank you, Mary, and thank you to the Scarborough family. I hope they're enjoying – that was their first overseas park run. Oh, was it? Okay. Mm. Nice. Mm. Then we heard from Vicky Smith. So she said, we went to Maroondah Dam today. Very challenging for me, but we did it as tailwalkers in 72 minutes. Slow by some standards, but we smashed it like an avocado. And she shared some lovely photos, including a very cool waterfall. I saw Vicky. She volunteered at Juniors on Sunday. Oh, nice. Yeah, only we call her Nana. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
And we heard from Catherine Greenstreet, who said parkrun and carnival of flowers. Now that's a garden. And Catherine shared a photo of herself and I think her husband's Ian. Does that sound right to you, Simon? Is it Catherine and Ian Greenstreet? I don't know. Oh, I hope it is. Anyway, in front of a colourful flower bed in their volley vests at Picnic Point Parklands. Now, I think it's the Festival of Flowers up there this time of year in Toowoomba. It definitely is, yes. There's, um, yeah, yeah, Toowoomba is definitely a bloom currently. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we heard from Darren Peed, and he said, Quinn's Rocks Park Run in Perth for Lucille and I today to complete our third alphabet. That is some work to get three alphabets. So I know Darren lives in Sydney, so yeah, to get across to Perth just for a queue is pretty big, but he does travel the world. So there was a picture of Darren and Lucille in the selfie frame with a very ominous sky behind them at Quinn's Rocks. And I think we featured that photo this week for the Consolidated Club Report. Would that be correct? I think so. Yes. Yes, that would be correct. We also heard from Tracy May. Oh, and I've forgotten how you told me it was said already. Kasniewid. Kasniewid. (laughs) And why is Newport in brackets, Simon? Because Kasniewid is in Welsh, Newport is in English. Oh, okay. And so it's that park run. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Tracy was there this morning on our way to drop our son back at uni in Cardiff. Oh, I can say that bit. That's in Old South Wales. (laughs) She's got two smiley faces and a beautiful lake mirroring the sky. I added the that's in Old South Wales at the end. It wasn't her that wrote that. (laughs) Simon, you've got to put it in italics and make it red. (laughs) (laughs) She made a comment about it being a beautiful part of South Wales, so I thought, well, I'm going to put in that that's old South Wales. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I should have given you the heads up on that. Italics. Italics, okay. I'm learning the tricks of the trade. I've got a desk full of post-it notes. I'm trying to. (laughs) Anyway, so next we heard from, I'm going to say Belinda Rachel Cafe. I'm hoping that's what her name is, but that's what it is on Facebook. So she was at Claremont Waterfront Park Run in Florida. She said, I felt like a piece of sizzling bacon on the run walk. Does that count? And there was a picture of her and a friend in their run down under singlets with a superb sunrise in the background. That was a magical photo. It was. And she's off touring. So, yeah, in the USA. Well done. Yeah. And lastly, we've got Roberta Winters. Picked up a friend at 6.10am for a trip to Scribbly Gums for her third ever park run, then headed to Brecky, where Avo was on her plate. And Roberta shared a photo of herself and her friend in the selfie frame out there at Scribbly Gums. I hope they enjoyed Scribbly. It's one of my favourites around here. A lot of people just want to go there for the name of that one. Well, it's like literally when you pull up in the car park the scribbly gums are in the car park. So mm. I actually haven't noticed the five or six times I've been at the scribbly gums actually in the park. Oh, really? But they're definitely in the car park. Now, that's it for Des's. So we need to choose, uh, well, we don't need to choose. We need to find the envelope to reveal the winner. Do you have it or do I? Um, yeah, it must be here. Let me have a look. Under, I don't have post-it notes. I just have like random pieces of scrap paper because I'm one of those like reuse everything. Uh, So 
when I have to print something and then I don't need it anymore, I cut it up and make my own like scrap okay. paper to write notes on. So that's what I have. I'm too tight to buy. Or something? Sorry? Do you put a bulldog clip on it? I don't even do that. They're all just oh. loose in a pile. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, I have an envelope. So this week's Obi goes to Linda Rachel Cafe. Over there in Claremont. Is that how you say it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's with my American accent. Well done. It sounded Texan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's in America. It is in America. You're right. Yeah. So, anyway. Alrighty. Now, who's throwing? Oh, must be me throwing to Rachel for Club Corner. This is Rachel with Club Corner, where we talk about the what and why of parkrun clubs, and I am coming to you from Aranda Country. Today I'm going to talk about course designs. I was inspired to do this after some recent chat on the pod, something about a balloon, is that right? I am not talking about the physical and intellectual processes of designing a course, you can read all about that on the parkrun official webpages. You know, via the volunteer hub, volunteer.parkrun.com. Then use the search box and type, course design, you will get free responses, event location and course design guidance, plus, starting an event, and then, secure event processes, it's the first response that you want to read, there's about two and a half thousand words there, and they are very handy. Go on, geek out and get in there deep. Rather, as this is a podcast, I am talking about the shapes that events make when viewed from above, the Strava art view of the world as it were. Let's go. The main shapes we recognize, when viewing events, are Single lap Where it's clockwise or anti-clockwise, you start from one point and end at another point, typically, the same point as you began from Multi-lap This is where you do the same thing repeatedly, outside of custodial events, I have read that that Eastley, UK Once did 12 laps, owing to icy conditions and the rest of the course being inaccessible This was in December 2010 Most multiple lap courses tap out at 3 laps Sometimes the laps are identical, other times they vary. A classic is outer and inner circles looping around a central point. Out and back, this can be a straight line or any other shape. You start from one end, then do what it says on the box and come back. Multi-lap, out and back, aka, an out and back out and back, start from somewhere, go somewhere else and come back, then repeat it all again. Butterfly out and back, where you have the same overall outline as an out and back, but you don't start from an end. You may start in the middle, or it could be toward an end, it doesn't matter. A multi-lap, butterfly out and back, sheesh, yep, this is exactly what it sounds like, and actually quite popular. The last main grouping of events are squiggles, where the course follows the natural curvature of the land and you could get something that Mr. Squiggle would struggle with. We also have special features within the overall structure of the event course, like Ocean View has a foot shape around the vines or Summerdale Pavilion with a curly whirly. Then we start getting into combos, where the basic options are combined, so for example, a lap loop on top of an out and back looks like a lollipop. If you squash the lollipop then you get a balloon type shape, etc etc etc. Do you have a favorite shape at Parkrun? Do you enjoy certain shapes more than others? Why not write or record something for Mel and Gang to share your views? And remember, in Parkrun life, 
All non-milestone clubs are unofficial and unsupported by Parkrun, so stay tuned for our future club corners. And thanks to Rachel for that club corner about course designs. So, which is your favourite shape of course, Mel? I prefer the out and back or the single loops. So, I like to not do multiple laps. That's not my preference to do multiple laps or double out and backs. (laughs) Okay. What about you? I actually like loops because you then see – well, sorry, I like loops that you're running the opposite direction to people so that you're always seeing people as you go past. I actually like that idea. So, like an out and back does that, obviously. But, like, I'm just thinking maybe I'm a bit biased by the whole Osman thing because three laps, you see people a lot over the entire sort of three laps or mile loops. But yeah, we'd love to hear the listeners what you think um, is your favourite shaped course. Write in and let us know. You might feature in You've Got Mail. <laughs> and, um, well, they would because we put them all in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what's made me, it made me realise just then when we're talking about multiple loops and seeing people multiple times is people don't high five much anymore, Simon. That, that, just died from the pandemic, didn't it? It did. It did indeed. Yeah, I think I've only ever high-fived my friends since or you know, people in Dirty Cheaters or, or that sort of thing. Yeah, I just don't really see people doing it at all. So, yeah, that's interesting. Anyway. Yeah, no, that is interesting. Hmm. But I know you want to know, Simon. I want to know. The Adventurers Consolidated Club Report for Saturday the 16th of September twenty twenty. Three of a total of 461 members, 351 took part on this date in 10 countries across 175 locations. In the UK, there were adventures at 29 events, two in South Africa and America and Singapore, and one in Canada, Germany, Ireland and Italy. Locally, we had adventures at 40 events in Victoria, 34 events in Queensland, 33 events in New South Wales, South Australia and WA had nine, the North Island had five, there was three in the ACT, Tassie and the South Island, oh, and the Northern Tree had one. Internationally, the largest frond was a surprising five at Bashan. I don't know what was going on at Bashan. Well, I do. There was a family, a marvellous Mark and his family of Nicole, James and Elise was there and so was Mary DeLuna, which we mentioned earlier in Dazzers and the largest frond. Now we had three events with a frond of eight. I wonder if you can guess. (laughs) Uh, it, It was North Sydney, Shell Harbour, and the ponds, all, of course, in Australia. Uh, North Sydney would have been the location of choice due to the Sydney Marathon. Exactly. Mm, I'm guessing. So now we we very often read out the names of the people at the ponds and Shell Harbour, so I'm not going to read those out, but I thought I would list the participants that were at North Sydney. So we had Bill Lodwick, Jason Andrews, Peter Howes, Michelle Joins, Renee Jackson, Andrew Reynolds, Jeff Whiffen and Stephen Cox. So well done to all those adventurers getting their North Compass Point. Lots of names we don't hear from very often. Mm-hmm. There, that's right. And going back to Bishan, I'm wondering whether they were up there for Singapore Grand Prix, which was on last night. Oh, I bet it was. 
Yes. It feels like there must have been a reason. <laughs> but, when, you know, when you think it's a front of five, but then you realise, well, four of them is the Scarborough family. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> and there's only three in Singapore, three events in Singapore, so. Yeah. Yeah. We had some launches and none of them were in Australia. And it looks like they were all in the UK. So, we first of all, we had... I'm going to say Mooncaster Castle, situated in Ravenglass, a coastal village in Cumberland, Cumbria, England. They had 131 finishes, and of those 131, 35 of them were doing their very first parkrun. It's an undulating three-lap course on a wide tarmac and gravel track, taking you around the castle, past views of England's highest mountain. And we think that might actually be in the Lake District. It looked like it was anyway. It's very close to, if not within the boundaries. Now, there also was a launch at hmm, Sillith. I'd say Sillith. Sillith Promenade, situated in Sillith Green. Sillith is a port town also in Cumberland, Cumbria, England. So I guess those two events aren't that far apart. 73 finishes out there, seven doing their very first park run, and it's a two-lap course, a route going out along the promenade and back on grass, then returning to the start along the promenade. So that was how it was described in their event page. Cool. And the last one in, well, actually, sorry, this one was in Scotland, is Whitekirk Hill. It's situated in North Berwick, a seaside town in East Lothian, Scotland. They had 42 finishes and two of those were doing their first parkrun. It's a two-lap course on a mixture of gravel and grass trails starting and finishing near the car park. Welcome to the parkrun family. Yes. So anyway, uh, as far as we know, they were the only three launches and uh, if there were others, we'll bring them to you another time. Indeed. Um, but, Simon, it's probably time to turn our attention to how our streaks are going. So uh, should we listen to Pippa's audio first and then come back and have a chat? I think so. Hi, Parkrun Adventures, it's Pippa. By the time you get to hear this, we'll be three weeks in, and that's apparently the amount of time it takes for a habit to fall. So, how are you doing? For me, I've just been out and had an early morning run. I've got a really busy day ahead, and this way I know that whatever happens, I've done my streak. I've got it in, ticked, uh, and I got to run through, well, it would have been sunrise if the sun had bothered coming up, but currently the sun's sulking. So I ran from darkness into light, and it's been absolutely glorious. And I'm just going to remind you about why um, this is such a great habit for me. Uh, and then maybe you can pick some things out of this. It's really, really good for my mental health. I've actually just had just over 30 minutes of a run. I haven't done a long run today. Um, just gone out, done a little run. And I've thought about things. I've um, sorted some ideas out, thought about a couple of friends who are having tough times at the moment. But my head is now a lot clearer than it was when I first got up and put my running clothes on it's quite important for me also to maintain my fitness it's really easy particularly now we're no longer um, doing our exercise every day because that was all we were allowed to do and get out within the pandemic it means that every single day I've got up and done something 
And I think there's been uh, some concern going through, you know, does this count? Does this count? For me, the streak is about some regular exercise and getting in and just doing it. And if that's running or walking or cycling or swimming, or even if it's, and thanks Helen Rutter, even if it's um, um, it, it's yoga or Pilates as a regular activity that we commit to and we make sure we do, it's so much better for our bodies. And also, and I'm going to um, smile at you, Ollie, when I'm thinking about this, it's my time. Sometimes this is more important for, for women than it is for men. Um, and that's just because we tend to do more of the in-house stuff or we tend to feel we have to. But this little bit of time, this half an hour of each day is absolutely mine. Nobody else is allowed to take it away from me. And if it means I have to get up a little earlier or if it means I absolutely take my lunch break um, in the office, it's my time. Anyway, so those are the reasons why I keep streaking. I hope that the habit's getting in there and I hope that some of the things that you've done over the last three weeks have helped you find ways to enjoy the exercise. Going forward, you might like to be looking at um, collecting animals, collecting street names, or also to keep your streaks going. But those will be the, the bingo cards, a brilliant way to look at what it is that helps you get excited about going out. Anyway, three weeks in, isn't this so exciting? Uh, almost there, the end of the month is in sight. Happy streaking. Okay, and thank you for that audio, Pippa. Definitely good for mental health uh, and a great start to the day. So, Simon, how is your streaky September going? My streaky September has a little, a few little dots of nothingness in there. So, I just had a look back to see how many times I've broken my streak, and it looks like I've broken it three times so far. Um, but yeah, I'm getting back out there. I, I think I'm on four or five days in a row now. So actually, which I'm about to break tonight because I haven't gotten <laughs> done anything tonight. <laughs> no excuse. You can go out. You can quickly. I can. Didn't you ride your bike? Didn't you say to me that you were going to ride your bike to get sushi? I did, but it's 300 metres down the road. Oh. So it's not yeah, long right. enough. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's so it it hasn't been very streaky. That's that's for sure. How about you? Oh yes, I'm still going. Okay, good. I am still going. So I'm still maintaining my three kilometres a day activity. It's usually Excellent. a walk, except on park run day when it's a run. Except this park run day when I didn't run, but I did a long run on Sunday. Well, when I say long run, <laughs> I did seven k's. Oh, that's long. Isn't it funny though? Like when you when you're training for marathons, like long runs are obviously <laughs> it's a lot different to when they're hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now that I don't do that sort of distance anymore, long runs like seven kilometres. Yep. Anything anything longer than a park run. <laughs> <laughs> Fair oh, enough. Oh dear. But uh, no, I'm enjoying it. And yes, like I said earlier, I took Lucy, so I'm ticking off that bingo card. I was going to say, how are you going with the bingo card? Yeah. So I haven't got the bingo card in front of me. But I think I've pretty much done everything. That's on the big garden. I haven't found a rainbow, actually. Ah. Oh, yeah, and the garden thing. I found the garden, but I didn't actually do a streak, so ah, I then I couldn't okay. use that. So I have to go out and find another garden. Okay. 
another fancy garden. But I oh, I think I did streak at the botanic gardens. Oh, so oh, that counts. It does. Yeah. And but what about you, Simon? Your bingo card? I'm I'm getting through quite a few of them. I am I'm on a slow burn with the street side spell street sign spelling. Um, I don't want to give away what it is yet, but um, yeah, I'm I'm working slowly on that. There's some letters that I'm finding a little bit challenging in my neighbourhood, so I'm I'm getting there. But I did have a funny occurrence when I was on my long run two Sundays ago, where I thought, oh, fantastic, a magpie! I'll take a photo of that. Oh, look, it's going in front of this majestic-looking horse. So I waited for the magpie to move in front of the horse took the photo, I got home and thought, I'll upload that, and then I realised it was a selfie with a magpie. (laughs) One job. One job. It was a big (laughs) fail, but I've got a great photo of a magpie in front of a big horse. (laughs) For no reason at all. Um, We're getting lots of photos of the tops of people's heads with (laughs) with magpies that you can't even hardly make out. Callum, Callum posted a photo, his magpie selfie. I couldn't see a magpie. Pie. <laughs> I don't know where it was. In the tall grass. Sorry, Callum. But it was funny. Maybe they're smaller in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Not like our big killer magpies. <laughs> oh, good fun. But we have to choose a new level up challenge. Ollie's left us in charge of that again. Yep. So yeah, I was giving it a bit of thought and I was going back to the days of Dave Robbo Robertson and he was talking about and actually sorry I'm back to the pandemic as well with talk which was saying hi to everyone on your streak so I know Robbo used to do that all around Newcastle people would think he was as crazy as a hatter but yeah he would say hi to absolutely everyone but I always do that (laughs) okay oh geez I'm not coming out with anything that you or talk (laughs) haven't done already (laughs) don't you do that like good morning good morning Good morning. So my big problem is that I have always traditionally been a morning runner. So I go out in the afternoon and pass people and I go, good morning. (laughs) I'm the same. I was out last night and I said good morning to someone. It was dark. I had a headlamp on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. But no, that's a good one. Yeah. So say hi on your streak. Say hi to everyone on your streak. Yeah. Hmm. What okay. are you thinking? Find a way to represent that on the bingo square, Ollie. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can do the little wave, the little like waving little hand, hand waving. Yeah. yeah, and then people will mistake it for high fiving. Oh well. Yes. Anyway, good idea, Simon. Well, we've still got three spots. There's two spaces after that left. Should we leave them for the next week? Because then there'll only be a week left. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you don't have anything. <laughs> no. No. But, uh, yeah, a bit clunky today, but never mind. <laughs> Time to look forward. It is. Where are you going on your next park run day, Mel? I'm back to adventuring, Simon. Yay. Yay. I'm going to head west to South Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> Good direction. I got it right, didn't I? Yes. You did. Go west. Um, I've been, yeah, that's on the Priscilla Queen of the Desert soundtrack Uh that I've also been listening to. Yeah, Seacliff Esplanade. I have done a Frito, 
with uh, Toc and Janet, actually. Okay. In the past, many moons ago. I don't even remember why. It must have been one of the New Year trips I did over to South Australia. Is it in Adelaide? Or is it um, elsewhere? It's in the vicinity. Okay. Yeah, South Australia on the coast, in the outer suburbs, I guess. Okay. One that I haven't done. So travelling again with Martine and Andrew. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, and I'm going to take Zoe. Ah, <gasps> wonderful. Hmm. Full car. Because it's school holidays. Yay. Yay. So, yes. yeah. But what about yourself, Simon? I had a few different plans, but I'm now going to – I've decided I'm going to go to Cleveland um, to work on my P-index of seven. So, I'm – a total of four away from getting a P-index of seven. So it means two at two events. So I'm probably going to do Cleveland and Scribbly Gum or Cleveland and Redland Bay in the next couple of weeks to try and get my P-index to seven. Okay. Yay. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I was looking at re-indexing. I was looking at new events. But, yeah, I've decided to stay close to home and work on the P-index. Very good. Enjoy that. I hope uh, you might have a friend. Who knows? Who knows indeed, yes. But that's it. That is it for another week. So who's signing out? Me. Okay. As always, you can contact us via Facebook. Hmm. Hang on, it's been written, and it, see, this is what I mean. I just know how to say it, and then somebody goes and rewrites things. Just say it then. <laughs> I know, but then I'm like looking at the words, and what I'm saying out my mouth isn't matching up with the words on the paper. Oh dear, it's hard to be me, Simon. And I actually didn't say thank you for joining me again, Simon. Oh, that's okay. No, thanks for having me again, and I'll see you in a month. <laughs> see you in a month. <laughs> As always, you can contact us via. Parkrun Adventurers on Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. That's it for another week, and we'll see you all next week for more adventures. <laughs>